Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Mark Hermeling. He is the Vice President of Global Solutions Engineering for Gramatech. Hey, Joe, Mark. Not too bad. Happy Monday. How are you? I am great, but it's actually Wednesday, so let's not make that <laughs> mistake again. You missed a couple of days. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, Vice President of Global Solutions Engineering. Is that a fancy title that means something else? What, what is that? Uh, that means I'm responsible for making sure that our customers can benefit from our solutions, make sure that they understand the value that they get from it, and then make sure that they can onboard quickly and all those type of things. Okay, that makes sense. So Gramatech is one of these folks, one of many folks who are in the security space. And... Um, I don't want to dive just yet into grammar tech specific, but I want to talk to you about is something that drives me crazy. We hear over and over and over again, and you have to have security at the top of your priority list. It's the most important thing going. If you're not secure, you're going to get hacked. Why in the world are, are we still hearing that so many designs are not secure? Yeah. Yeah. Security is, uh, is interestingly hard. Um, it's, it's hard to, come up with a, with a design that from the beginning is secure uh, and then make sure that you implement that design uh, with the proper uh, controls in place. And part of the reasons here is that the field is constantly shifting, right? As to um, what you can do, what you can use. And then everybody's under the- And okay, let me uh, cut you off right there because I don't understand okay. what that means. The, the shifting, what you can use, what you can do. What do you mean by that? There, there's so many new technologies uh, that people can use to build their products. Uh, everything from communication to crypto, right? If we go back to when I started uh, in this business, everything was built from scratch. Nowadays, nobody builds communication layers anymore or user interfaces. They just grab it from the shelf and then try to build on top of that. Okay. You mean with open source or just in general? With with with, with open source or, or, or third-party components, right? Uh, so if you either grab an open source layer from, let's say, uh, GitHub or an OpenSSL version, or you grab something commercial, let's say Wolf SSL or something along those lines. Um, that, that now you need to build on top of it, but the field becomes more and more complex when you do so, right? Um, there's a lot more things required with regards to how do you initiate those layers? How do you check those layers? Uh, what are the proper configuration boxes to check and those type of things. So is that really the answer that it's too hard? Um, it's, it, it's, it, it's hard. I often joke around and say this is a perfect time to to build your favorite software project, right? Because there's so much stuff to just grab off the shelf. But you also have to realize and understand what it means to grab something off the shelf. Um, so the way that we look at it or that I look at it is that there's really two things. Number one, what do you grab off the shelf to reuse? Uh, make sure that you understand what it is and, and where the vulnerabilities are in that. And then, of course, what you grab off the shelf is constantly evolving as well, right? If you grab an open SSL today, you can guarantee that in the next month or so, you have to update it because there's more known vulnerabilities in it. And then when you build stuff on top of it, you have to have the right people and, and technology in place to make sure that the code that you write on top of it, your first party code, is, is safe and secure as well. Okay. So you said something about the starting point. For better or worse, these reference designs like Arduino and I... I Raspberry Pi and Raspberry Pi specifically is inherently insecure. Is that part of the problem? 
Well, they're they're reference designs, right? They're they're, they're meant to show capability. They're not mentioned. You're not going to take a Raspberry Pi and build a dashboard of your next generation electronic vehicle for, right? That's that's not the way that this works. They're they're all built to show, hey, look at the cool things that you can do. And then the challenge is, how do you take that 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 cool thing and and make it safe, secure, and maintainable for the future? Well, it might not be the shipping end product in the mission critical product. I was going to say, unfortunately, I don't know if unfortunately is the right word, but un unfortunately, many of the designs are shipping with the Raspberry Pi or something very close to it in the final product when it's not mission critical. Yeah, I, I have a, a set of blinds over here that I can control with a click of a button that is actually has a Raspberry Pi as its control unit. It's it's in my basement, but I don't trust it. Like it's it's in a uh, in a secure area such that nobody else can reach it. Um, it it's it, I, I don't guarantee that the people that built that product have thought it all the way through uh, from a vulnerability perspective, for example. So you probably, you obviously know a lot more about this than most people, but if you have some insecure, unsecure Raspberry Pi doing something in your home, that could be the gateway into your network. And that's often the way it happens, right? You, somebody gets in through a piece, uh, an insecure piece of a software, because you, your, your product is only as secure as the weakest link. And then from there, they can jump through uh, to other areas. And whether that's a single piece of, of equipment uh, or whether that's a larger network with many different machines on it. Okay. So is is there any way to retrofit once, you're, once your design is partly done or mostly done? Or if you haven't started at the beginning with security, are, are, are you uh, up, you know, what's Creek? Without a paddle, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so first of all, Make sure when you have a design, make sure that you think of security uh, at, at, at the beginning and make sure that you think of the fact that you will have to upgrade your software at one point, right? All of the products nowadays will have some form of upgrade cycle. So make sure that if there is something that you find, uh, you can fix it and whether that's over the air uh, update in a, in a car or something on a desktop or, or, or a phone, all of those frameworks are there nowadays. Um, that's, that, that's of course one side. Uh, where we at Grammatech uh, help our customers with is really uh, understanding the vulnerabilities as they're building software, as they're reusing software, right? So make sure that you have that as well, that at, during the software development lifecycle, when you have people on keyboards uh, developing the source code and grabbing stuff from the internet to reuse, that you understand what goes on there and that you have a good picture of that. So is there a solution for somebody who's already pretty far the way down the path in their design? Uh, well... If you if you're like two weeks from from release, probably not. But if you have some some leeway, um, it, it's always good to do a, an assessment and and say, okay, let's let's slow down for a little bit and, and see what we can do uh, to to assess our security. And we do that very frequently with customers where they come to us and say, hey, we we're we're this far ahead. We have a release cycle here. Can you help us uh, get a get a grasp on? Uh, the security aspects or the safety aspects of our software. Security more than safety, right? Because safety is much more of a regulated industry, mm -hmm. uh, but the security is not as much regulated just yet. Okay, just so yet. I'm, I'm at ground zero with my design. Where do I start if I want to make sure it's secure? Um, I'd, I'd start with, um, the, the, there's a lot of thinking that goes in beforehand, right? Like what's your timeline? How many resources do you have? What What, what is your secret sauce? What is your... What is different in your design versus your competitor's design? And, and then try to uh, reuse as much as you can 
but when you reuse, let's make sure that you use um, actively maintained software projects and then set up a security and safety lifecycle where as you go on, uh, your developers get properly trained, can properly assess their software, understand things such as data taint, understand things such as software vulnerabilities that will happen and, and, and plan for the mitigation of those. I applaud you for not saying, just call Grammatech. <laughs> well, of course, we're here uh, and, and, and we're happy to help and always happy to have a conversation. But in general, our conversations are much more about what should you do uh, rather than, hey, please use my tool. Very good. Right. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks, Rich, and have a great day. That was Mark Hermelin. He is the Vice President of Global Solutions Engineering with Grammatech, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.